Listen and stream the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Overdrive here on Freedom 106.5 FM. It's your boy, Davey. Remember, you can interrupt me at 627-3223 and 625-2257. You can also send me a WhatsApp message to 306-1065 if you want to get in our discussion this afternoon. Anyway, you got to join me in welcoming uh, Chef Sean Spencer of the Patience and Rust Restaurant. Being the oldest of seven siblings, life was hard. <laughs> we know talking about that. <laughs> but Sean knew what he wanted to do. Going to his aunt's home, he found himself loving the food she made and the cooking story she told, I would imagine. Thus, Sean started working at Royal Castle. Sean, I used to work at GFC, so no big deal. Awesome, awesome. And always dreamed of becoming a top chef competing on the world stage. Sean had big dreams. In fact, he was called into the office for trying to challenge the fish recipe. Yeah. Which part? Uh, Royal Castle, Charlotte Street, actually. <laughs> he had the opportunity to work with a Chinese chef or the owner uh, of the Pang, is it Pang restaurant? A Pang restaurant. A-O. Well, I see yeah, at yeah, Pang, yeah, well, it's yeah, A Pang yeah. restaurant, and then went on to hotel school where he finished uh, his internship at the Trinidad Hilton. Wow. And was hired as a banquet chef. I remember seeing that. Then you moved to the United States where you cooked in New Jersey, Brooklyn, New York, Long Island, Manhattan. I was impressed with that one. You went all over. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, when I visit the US, I, uh, one of my favorite parts, I, I like Fulton Street Mall. I oh. like Green Acres. Yeah. I love to go down Long Island. Awesome. But when I'm on Manhattan, when I'm in Manhattan, uh-huh. I like to I see. Well, what is sightseeing, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I full my eyes. Got you. Because I ain't had a, to, to, you to be a chef in Manhattan. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you come out of Trinidad, why? They run you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't deported. <laughs> well, all right. That's in, I mean. in a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, so this is Chef uh, Sean Spencer. Now, tell me about Patience and Rush, Rush Restaurant, is mm-hmm. it? It's right on 19 Sackville Street, so two corners away from, from, from the building. Uh-huh. Right? And we just opened, actually, we opened two weeks now. Mm-hmm. And been doing really, really great. We have um, a couple items on the menu. And uh, we cater for more or less live-type cooking. So you're getting restaurant-quality food. Uh-huh. as you wait uh-huh. alright so like for instance I have something called a waffle melt right now and a waffle melt is a waffle and you have a choice of saltfish or smoke herring melted cheese and a red onion marmalade I mean that's that's really crazy so you have a mixture of of a lot of stuff going on inside of there and then I have something called a loaded uh, aloo pie so you have basic aloo pie mm-hmm. alright and it's loaded with a choice of curry chicken stew chicken jerk chicken minced beef topped with lettuce or just, we call it a side salad I'm finished mixed cheese which is um, oh, cheddar, all at any pie? yeah all at any pie cheddar cheese and mozzarella cheese and it's topped now with a piti de gallo no, I'm going to pretend I know it's a pretty guy. You know what I mean? I want this song like people. I'm going to pretend. You know, I don't even know it's a marmalade. You know what I mean? That's just basic like, uh, I would say like um, a tomato chow. A tomato chow. Yeah, like a marmalade. You see all, the, all these fans. Oh, yeah, well, like well, 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 all right. Yeah. We're not talking. Yeah. Well, what I want to ask you to do here, we yeah. have some talking points where one, we invite you to tell us about yourself, Chef Spencer. When did you realize your dream to become a chef? Well, um, I actually chose being a chef because, as I was told you earlier, that um, food was kind of difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, you know, um, what can I do when I get older? And because food was difficult, so I could be really become a chef. And actually, when I went to my auntie's home, my auntie used to sell outside Republic Bank. Mm-hmm. And while she's selling re- outside Republic Bank, she was so good at it, she started cooking food, actually, for some of the workers. And they actually built a kitchen inside for her. Um, in Republic Bank and she used to tell me of her stories and while she's doing that she's making sunny side um, eggs she's making wow. um, all sort of nice food and I'm there and I'm saying oh this is tasting really good auntie so she kind of instilled that that in, in me and from there I realized I had some something going on and um, that kind of blossomed into the, the person I am today you know because I, I looked at your repertoire and I see I, 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 as a banquet chef as mm-hmm. a gourmet chef mm-hmm. um there were some other things here that we will talk about. Um, well, I see the Manhattan, which is what the Chalk Point Kitchen. Yeah, Chalk Point Kitchen. Then he was an executive sous chef. Yeah, yeah. Out there in Queens, Long Island. There you go. <laughs> and you come back here to cook what? Big deal? No. <laughs> you know, strange enough, I would say this. And I'm, I'm not... At first, when I said it, I was wondering how people were going to view me. Mm. But when I went away, um, I never really cooked Trini foods. Well, I was not going to get to that. Yeah. Eh? So, your cooking philosophy when you were out there, what was it like? Well, you, see, How would you I, describe I it? had to learn other ways of cooking. And sometimes you have to clear your palate. 
and claim your palate is understanding because I can really go to somebody else's kitchen and say I'm the best um, 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 I would use the word Creole chef mm-hmm. or Indian chef right. yeah, I already know how to make um, pilau and sweet chicken to the back of my hand so I have to now go across now and try to learn and, and with a clean slate and I think that oh. that made it kind of possible for me to know. And when I learned, now I can now maneuver. Like I, I, I remembered um, working in Brooklyn. And mm. in Brooklyn, um, a restaurant hired me to be the executive chef. Right. I and saw that on one yeah, of his right. And this guy, he's a, he's a Trinidadian. And he said well, before he turned it into a mac and cheese restaurant, his name is Mac Shack. Um, a lot of customers was coming in and just asking for macaroni pie. So he decided to only do macaroni pie and he turned it into something called Mac Shack. We had 21 different flavors and he had curry to buffalo to barbecue to duck. Wait, wait, wait. And curry in a macaroni pie, a mac and cheese. Macaroni pie ingredients, as far as I know, my mom, that's one of the things my mother te- taught me when I was growing up. It was um, uh, uh, cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, boiling macaroni, mm-hmm, basic uh, ingredients. Right, crack two egg. Yeah. Uh, get some evaporated milk. Uh-huh. Mix it. Uh-huh. So I used to do it in layers. So uh-huh. I would put a. Uh, I had a dish. Yeah. I put a layer of macaroni. Put a uh-huh. layer of cheese. Uh-huh. Put some eggs. Put some salt. A little, a little taste of salt, if and then put it in the, in the water yeah. to boil, and then put some milk. Put another layer of, of macaroni, another yeah, layer yeah. of cheese, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you get a nice layer and yeah, make yeah, a pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, occasionally it's, we'll grate some um, sausage the, in there. It, that's basic. That, that, yeah, well, right, the, so the fundamentals. What, but what, macaroni what, pie has evolved to mac and cheese now. Right. And mac and cheese is, is elbow pasta. Elbow because pasta. Because the kids, we were talking about kids and stuff, and yes. they love that. They, yeah. So, so, so this restaurant, we use elbow pasta. We used to use elbow pasta, and we had about eight different types of cheese. So I would go scouting for different types of cheese because each mac and cheese would have a different flavor you're looking for. So mm. we look for that cheese profile, like you say, like when I'm doing duck, I have to find a cheese that actually um, would, would compensate with that duck. I remember one time I was doing a vegetable mac and cheese, and I, I used cashew cheese and cheese that was made out of cashew. And that, that gave it a, a unique flavor because a lot of people who not into the regular lactose intolerance and stuff like that. Wow. Um, so I remember one we won, I think we won gold for a Thanksgiving mac and cheese was featured on Brooklyn News a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And this Thanksgiving mac and cheese, I was, I was thinking of how can I make a mac and cheese that is, is one, once you dig into it, you have that Thanksgiving taste. So I remember doing... Um, um, a ham inside of it, a compote, a cranberry compote, and an apple breadcrumb stuffing on top of it. I remember when um, people were eating it, say, oh my God, this tastes like a whole Thanksgiving in a bowl. You wow. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite amazing coming up with something. Every restaurant, because when you know. I, what I found interesting is what you just said is that the different flavors of macaroni pie. Mm-hmm. So we have flavors in macaroni pie. Mm-hmm. Because you know right now we have flavored white oak. Yeah, we have have, um, uh, uh, watermelon and apple and all Uh these different flavors. I am still an original fan. So when you tell me different flavors of macaroni pie, I want to know outside of the basics, what else you go put in it, boy? No, you know, stranger just said that. I remember going to my first culinary school and Uh one of the professors said to me, said two things that remain with me for the rest of my life. Tell me. If you want to be a chef, it takes at least, an executive chef, it takes at least 10 years. I was blown away. I said, but better I leave this school and go and be a doctor. But yeah. then after years, I understood what he meant. Tell me. And then the second thing, I'll go back to the second thing is that a chef hat. You remember, we used to wear these long chef hats. Yeah. We don't wear that anymore. But that has a hundred different ways you could prepare one item. Yeah, one item. So you have to be creative and always recreating. I was telling someone a, a while ago, I said, the foods that we end up with today is some of the best foods that we had through the hundreds of years of history. So we end up with the, the, the ice cream and the, the fried chicken and the pizzas. Mm-hmm. When you many foods went through the system for us to re- re- um, maintain this standard now. So mm-hmm. we have the best of all the generations have gone before us. You know, so remain with. So we we want to eat food right now that makes us feel good. When That's you, it. Yeah, eh? the ice That's cream makes it. you feel good. The fried yes. chicken makes you feel good. You had a bad day. Oh boy, I just want some ice cream. No, but you kidding? I um, like my wife will go to Price Mart and she'll uh-huh. buy this vanilla ice cream thingy. Yeah. I will take the Oreos. Yeah. I'll put some ice cream in a bowl and I'll actually take the Oreo biscuit, clean out all the cream in it, and just break it up in the yeah. and eat the. I feel good, you, you know. Feel good, you yeah. Feel good. Outside of the taking a drink, you know, yeah, I eat yeah, the yeah, ice cream. Yeah, yeah. So the thing about it is, uh, my mom will cook a melanjan. Uh-huh. She will cook the melanjan or bygone as they call yes, it, eggplant. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she will kind of stew it down with some uh-huh. beef yeah. or pork. 
and some rice and my yeah, father yeah. eating that and when I come from school I had to eat that oh shit <laughs> kalalu baji people don't understand where's kalalu baji is the kalalu bush yeah, cooked yeah. with all the okra and the different things yeah. and it dries dry down that kind of way yeah, and you eat that with some rice and, yes, and she yes. used to put pigtail in it and yeah, salt yeah. beef and thing but that one showing you that is the basic them is the foods I get grew up eating and then I remember my my mom created this one called coconut rice I tell people about coconut rice and they don't know what the hell I'm talking about. What's that? The coconut rice is the rice cooked in coconut milk uh-huh. with onions okay, and, okay. and salt meat after it's called and that's it. And that's a meal. Yeah, yeah, that's a meal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know what yeah. I mean? So when I hear a person tells me they want to be a chef, uh-huh. I am blown away because how you could reinvent the different cooking styles. I guess what I want to ask you, when you compare Trinidad and Tobago Hospitality and Tourism Institute to the experience of the culinary arts or uh, institutes out there in the U.S., you're left here understanding one diaspora yeah, one, or one, one di- yeah, yeah, how did you did you learn new just dishes out there or did you take the west indian flavor mm-hmm. and turn it around what was it for you, you know that's a great question um and you know they didn't really teach me anything i spent so much money in u.s school in the school across here and i wasn't taught anything our culture is so rich and our standards are so high you wouldn't even believe that that uh, we could compete on a world state and, and most of um that's why we won so many culinary competitions I mean we represented Trinidad and Tobago has won gold in so many times unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, it is not really recognized and people don't really take it on but we have won gold probably about 15 times and probably at least 7 years straight alright and um, our food uh, could compete on a world stage and it has competed on a world stage and we have been doing um, um great but the foods over there remember outside is a, a multicultural place so you have you don't really have that cult that strong strong culture to say burgers and fries right so that's my next it's question pizza so you have the italians doing pizza about 20 different ways you know yeah because in trinidad we know pizza toppings are just beef this me- yeah. i went away i got pizza with chicken on top yeah. strips okay, of chicken yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and 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 bacon and different yeah, yeah. things different on the pizza when big i tried pan it. pizza small big, pan pizza yes. thick crust small crust cheese I, crust yeah, yeah i remember when i started when i was going to school in varick that um ai and I was only eating a set of pizza and bread. I was getting sick because I wasn't getting the nutrition the, the, what I was supposed to get. Yeah. You know, I in the rice, diet, yeah, rice, you need to get a little and, uh, right. stuff. and every time I go, I have headaches and I couldn't understand. I say, okay, I cannot get in the food and nutrition that I need. But after a while spending time over there, then my body started to understand and adjust yeah. to, to the food across there. But um, it's strange that that our culture is really, really rich, and 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 now people are starting to understand. Now the younger generation is mm-hmm. really um, I was, uh, is really branching off. Most of the street food now mm-hmm. is coming out and actually changing the dynamics in how we do. You don't have to go to a fine dining. Actually, there's no, no really fine dining as much anymore. Yeah, it's more turned to street food and comfort yeah. food. Comfort food. What you feel comfortable eating, and you know, and and because of television it made it so easy everybody thinks they're a chef everyone thinks they're a chef i remember um when staff come when i have employees come to come in my kitchen i always say call everyone a chef because everyone should be aspiring to be a chef i agree so 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 all right all right all right i like how you bring that across define the difference but before you do that we're going to take a quick break mm-hmm. and when we come back we're going to get the definition of what a chef is and what is a cook <laughs> okay, all right stick around folks it is freedom 106.5 Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back to Trinidad and Tobago. We are here chatting with Chef Spencer, Sean Spencer, that is, and he has a restaurant known as Patience and Rush. I have to visit that restaurant, boy. I have to. So, I consider my wife to be a great cook. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about her food right now. And I'm oh, my God. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting me in trouble, David. She's a great cook. I consider her to be a... Sp- Superb cook. Don't back around me like that. <laughs> Are you saying that she's not a chef? Don't, <laughs> <laughs> Don't back around me like that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, uh, the man sitting in the car right now is saying, "My mom is a cook." So what, Chef Sean Spencer, saying here? How do I go and tell mommy, mom? <laughs> You're not a chef at all. <laughs> but anyway, all, all fun and joke. Tell me the difference. How do you define, how does a person reach that thin, cross that thin line between cooking and into the world of being a chef? Yeah, well, uh, well, well, let me go to the restaurants first or mm. the hotels first. A cook is uh, somebody who just runs a station or works on a station. A station right. Stations that break up in, in several different pieces. You have a grill station. And long ago, most of the stations and most of the foods was in French. 
So when we went culinary school, we uh. were supposed to learn French, right? Because most of the like a, a grill cook will be a grill add in, a sauce cook will be a saucier. So most of the the words were in French because it was French cuisine back then. Back then, yeah. So, All right. So it's changed. So anyway, so you have it's bricked up in station. Mm. So a cook's workstation, a chef is in charge of a brigade which is in charge of all stations, who is in charge of ordering, purchasing, um, accounting, um, hiring, all aspects of running, our, whether it's a kitchen or a hotel. They have, they have different types of chefs. You have chef de cuisine, you have, you have executive chef, you have sous chefs. Each chef is break down in different categories because when you go to large hotels and you have, let's say, 200 employees and you have one executive chef and each chef have probably um, 10 a sub chef which is known as sous chef as uh, executive sous chefs and then you break that down now to station chefs and you when you're going to the, let's say those those large cruise ships on them so it's break down in a lot of different well I, I i like the way you break it down because yeah. uh in the world of filming which i evolving yeah uh, i i i i am um, and producing yeah uh, uh an executive producer yeah would be a person people the, 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 the producer is responsible for getting the talent on the show yes. and different things like uh-huh. that. An executive producer is a person that pumps money into the project. There you go. So like, you had like Will Smith, mm-hmm. you had um, uh, Raymond. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. Raymond became was an actor. Yes. He was hired yeah. by the network uh-huh. and he became a, an executive producer where he would now pump money, money into, into the yeah. project yeah. for returns. You look at the finances. They're, that's you right. Look they look at the finances. Yeah. So now that you have explained it to me, so the cooks are the ones they don't actually they, they, are they the ones actually doing the cooking they are actually doing the cooking and they're, 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 their job is to actually set up their station they only care about their station what about prepping are they well, right only prepping and care about your station so you work in one station so whatever station. station so let's let's take me to a hotel or a cruise ship let's okay. let's start from there all right so we're in a hotel and you have several cooks mm-hmm. so, so yeah ha- so let's say you're a saucier saucier you're working on sauce station so your job and your station is just to do sauces and various, uh, various type of sauce, sauces and soups. Okay. Well, we break some to sauces and, and soups. soups so right. You, you have to prep all your soup. Now the executive chef makes sure he have to schedule people according to that to the different stations. So what I'm payroll, gathering, right, right, right. So it's payroll scheduling, making sure that the items are ordered for each station. This is the which this is, is the, the executive chef. So the it starts from that level. First, we're making sure that the menu is, is... First is the menu. You can't do anything without a menu. True. And secondly, you can't do anything without the equipment. That's so right. It, uh, so an executive chef is hired mm-hmm. for a company. So yeah. they, we have this cruise ship coming out. We want yeah. an executive yeah. chef. Yeah. So you're talking about one individual or two executive chefs? Well, it depends on how large your operation is. Right. I mean, it depends on your operation. On the operation. Oh, okay. So you have an executive yeah. chef. Yeah. You have Chef Spencer on board. He's the executive chef. Yeah. Your responsibilities are not to cook. No, no. No. You are not cooking. No, you're a chef. You're responsible. Yeah. Well, look, we'll yeah. look at that. Yeah. Eh? You're something, you can't cook because you remember you went through all all those stations. Yes, you do. You went through, understood, understand, sorry, what was needed for those stations. So now you're at a certain level that you have to make sure that the finances are being uh, met. Wow. So you don't have time. So, so we're getting it, folks. Yeah. We're getting it. A chef... Well, an executive, executive chef, chef at that level does not mm-hmm. actually cook. Case in point, I remember working with one of my the first female executive chefs, was De- Deborah Sadi Multivere. Uh-huh. And she was the first female chef at the Hilton at the time. Uh-huh. And I remember when she came in, I mean, it was f- the first time a female chef came in. No, uh, she came in as a chef. Executive right. chef. She came in as an, an executive, executive chef. chef yeah. And at that stage, you was... I was just a banquet chef at that stage. So okay. I was in charge of just banqueting. So what does that mean? So what is banqueting? Banqueting at that time, well, still is, it's, it's, it's like catering. You At uh, that time, we I remember when we, when we were doing banqueting, was, I, I was training myself to at least handle at least a thousand people. Just cook for a thousand people. So you come in the day before, you prep, you make sure you get all your meats from the meat station, the meat station or the, the butchery. Wherever. Different, yeah, wherever. There's where? a different station in itself. We have people now there who are cutting up and preparing and, and doing the, the mise en place. Mise en place is another word in French that is called to put in place. No station cannot run without we actually doing our mise en place because you can't make soup if you didn't cut up your onion and peel your garlic the day before. True and if you're, if you're doing that for, for 5,000 people, that's a lot of garlic. And you had it prepped that two days. Yeah, be- there you go. I, I get yeah. you, I get you. So it's a, it's a lot of back work that happens before you actually see the product um, in front. I remember, um, a quick story, I remember um, I wanted to do pastries. And mm-hmm. it was hard actually getting into pastries at, at that time because I was a cook and I was training myself to know all stations. 
and I remember going down to the pastry shop and learning to, to, to teach myself to do pastries. Mm. And one day she came here and she says, what are you doing here? I said, well, I want to learn, I want to learn. And eventually I got the opportunity to, to do pastries and cakes because it is such a large industry that there, there are pastry chefs, all right, and there are uh, executive chefs and there are butchery chefs and there is such a large indus- industry. Wow. So, yeah. I'm feeling that this yeah. is not going to be a one-hour show, you know. We <laughs> got to come back here because, um, I mean, you're not leaving right now. We have you until 5.30. <laughs> you had to stay with me because we have awesome. more questions. We're going to talk food again, yeah. you know. Satish does pride himself as a cook. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can cook wild meat. Now we're talking about... <laughs> Satish, you ever, you ever had bread and condensed milk? This man say he haven't had bread and condensed milk. I don't understand. I don't understand. Who bourgeois people what? Bourgeois people my foot. I was never bourgeois. I was never privileged. <laughs> I grew up in a in a in a. I had I had both parents. Mother and father lived. We was all good. But it was a single income family, and my father was a taxi driver. Yeah, but but still. So there, I wasn't that certain, rich. Fundamental foods like 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 rice. Let's say rice and anchar mango. What curry is that? Man- and curry mango. You telling me you never eat rice and curry mango? No. Wow. If I had curry mango as a part, that, that was like a, like 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 having tomatoes sliced up on the side of your meal, or like some cucumbers. That was how that was. Omg, you was privileged. <laughs> I don't understand this. What do you hear like? Well, so eat a whole plate of rice and curry mango. What? Well, about like half of your life gone. Somebody yeah. says here, rice and curry mango is no makeup food. I had a husband who didn't care if Sunday fall on a Monday. So in order for my children not to go hungry, was rice and butter with and ketchup, rice, uh, ke- rice and curry mango, bake with just flour and water, sugar water, you yeah. name it, we ate it. But thank God, those days are all gone. <laughs> <laughs> that one okay, but we, get, we, get, we all grow now. <laughs> well, boy, hey, we're going to be continuing with Chef uh, Sean Spencer, who now, uh, you know, all, all you feel, all the chefs out there, all they just cook, eh? all they prep staff. You all are not chefs. Mind all yourself. Stick around. I'll be back after this. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back, Trinidad and Tobago. If you're just joining us, wherever you stand in the world, sitting or lying or traversing, we want to say pleasant good afternoon to you today. Start of Tuesdays. Start of Tuesdays. I miss Sophie for that, you know. Sophie would be like, Davey, what part of the women's anatomy are you talking about? I say, Sophie, I did not say anything about the women's anatomy. I just say, start of Tuesday. That's all I said. <laughs> it's Tana Tuesday. Today, as we said earlier, is the 23rd day in the month of August in the year 2022 and not 1963. So gone are the days when we have cricks and tea and somebody messaged me milk, milo and sugar in a bowl. Then this is a check you regular boy, diarrheal cavities. <laughs> diarrheal wounds boy. You know his, you know his milk, alright, the milk mightn't be, might be sweet, but you have brown sugar yeah. and milo. Yeah, that song, that song kind of sweetly good. Yeah, boy. <laughs> never had that neither, though. Yeah, I never had that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, all you really had it hard, boy. No, no I, I I mean, I wasn't rich growing up. I wasn't wealthy. But, be Jesus Christ, boy. The kind of things I see coming out on my WhatsApp here. 306-1065, where you can call me and interrupt the chef and I. Because he's a chef, not a cook. <laughs> we define that. All right. So, mama, I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah, you're not a cook, girl. You're not a chef. You're, you're more like prep staff. I want to say good afternoon to my mom. She's always locked on. 627-3223 and 625-2257. So Sean Spencer is here with me this afternoon. Sean, what was it like cooking in the U.S.? Any notable moments that you want to share with us as a West Indian man breaking into that market? I would imagine it was not an easy thing for you to do. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. It was actually... Actually, breaking into the market in Trinidad was harder for me in my time. I'll, really? give, I'll give you a, qu- a quick story. All right. Um, I remember after leaving, um, working in Royal Castle, really wanted to be a chef. And one of my friends came and said they were opening this restaurant, a Chinese restaurant in mm. Marval. And I was young. I think I was around 18 years. And mm. um, when I went to the restaurant, and the guy saw me, he told me, no, they, they can't hire me. And I remember asking him, I said, I need experience. Nobody wants to hire me at 18 years without experience. I just want to be a I, chef. I, I could never understand yeah, that. Eh? I don't understand that either. And he said, no, you can't hire me and stuff. I, I, I remember leaving and I was really disappointed because I was kind of begging him for the job and this this high-colored white woman I decided she tap on the glass she said come come I like you let me go and talk to him she went back into the, to the restaurant she spoke to him and I remember going into that restaurant and saying I was praying you know we all have this yeah, yeah. and my prayer was God if I 
only get this job and I could only be a chef, I'll be the best chef ever. I could be, and I will actually use this as my platform. I didn't know what I was praying for, but at that time I was praying for something. When I went and I spoke to this gentleman, he told me, no, you can't hire me. I dropped on my knees and I told that gentleman, I said, sir, you can hire me, you don't have to pay me. Because I remember um, people paying thousands of dollars to go to school. And if I could learn for free, and this could be my talent, because I viewed that as cooking as a talent, you know. And um, I remember, he, to cut along, so he hired me, no salary. I, I went home and I told my mom, I said, mom, mom, I got the job, I'm excited, I got a job, I got a job. The first thing she asked is, oh, yeah. how, much, how much money? How much money? My father too, yeah, but I said, well, yeah, why yeah, you yeah. drink some water and mind your yeah. business? And she told yeah. me, she told me, no, you can't really go on. You can't that. do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, no, I mean, this is my life, my responsibility. And I remembered mopping job, I was living in Never Dirty at the time. Oh, you come from Mova? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I actually came from Clarkson, baby. We moved to Mova. Right. I remember hiking, drop to go to work for six months, no salary. If you see my condition, because I remember borrowing money from my friend and to buy a white, a black pants and a white shirt. And after six months, he had me. You know, he didn't have me cooking. You know. He had me cleaning stoves in the back of the restaurant, throwing away garbage. And I did that for six months. I remember every time I go to the glass, I had a low round glass. And I said, God, can I get a chance to go into that kitchen? If I only get a chance. One day, a couple of people started staying home and the restaurant was kind of doing slow. And he told me, he said, you can go in the kitchen now. I went to the kitchen and this young lady was um, cleaning shrimps. And I remember asking her, so how much, how much bucket of shrimps is cleaner? Did she say, me? I only clean one. He can't get me to clean more than, more, more than one. And that was my moment to say, if you clean one, I'll clean six. Because all I want is an opportunity. And I saw that as my opportunity to, 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 to feed my generation. Wow. And after that, I worked for that guy for about five years. He opened two restaurants for me. He did my wedding free of charge. I told him my, my, my kitchen father. All right. And at the Pang restaurant, um, some, some of them, he opened Shanghai, Shanghai in Movie Tongue. And he has a restaurant called Lychee Gardens. Yeah. Right. That's the same, same guy. He had one, the Old Globe Cinema. You remember was, you up to today? Uh, up to today, we still talk. We still, we still talk and we so good because I believe character is very important, you know. And um, he had not only me, he had my brother, he had a lot of friends from, from, from me. And um, that was my story in coming up. And after him, I remember telling him I want to go to culinary school. And he told me, he said, no, you're not going to culinary school. You're going to stay and work for me. I'll open restaurants for you. And I said, no, because I want to be a chef. My dream was really to be a chef. I don't really want to be a Chinese chef. And trust me, I was a bad chef, a Chinese. If you see me well, cooking Chinese. Yeah, what's going on there, boy? I, I, I don't go and call you after work. I have I have some business. We had a talk. I went to, to mm-hmm. do a job the other day from, for K-pop. Miss Cohen, and I remember, Indian, I haven't cooked Chinese for about 20 years, eh? And she said, well, go up and, and see what you can do. And after cooking, you know, these guys, you know, they bring down chefs from China. And I haven't touched a walk in a long time. And after doing, um, did the interview and did, did cooking for her and stuff, she said, you know, I didn't believe you could do it. And you know, good. And re- you know, good I felt because I learned the fundamentals. You see, yeah. the fundamentals in cooking. A lot of chefs coming up now, they don't want to put in the work. They want the salary, they want the title. From, what even, you? from even Royal Castle days, I remember going competition to cut chicken. And if you could see my finger now, it have a little bend, bend, dent in it because uh. it's a little thing. But cutting a chicken in seven seconds, I uh. remember learning my fundamentals in even cutting chicken. From knowing the temperatures, how to clean a machine. So every job I did, I remember taking home something with me and learning. I beat up myself, I call it beat up myself, to learn the fundamentals so I could be the chef or the person I am today. Let me tell you something. Your story reminds me of me coming into the media world. Mm-hmm. When you are breaking into this this world of radio, television, and you are unknown, and persons don't, they don't know you. They, yeah. they, they can't... Who is Davey? Yeah. What happens with persons in our fraternity, in our industry, we end up working for free. Yeah. Because of the passion that we have for the job. We end up coming on. Uh-huh. They put us to work in my first radio job. I was working yeah. 12 to 3 yeah. in the middle of the night. Nobody hear me. <laughs> but I remember Iwa George hiring me to work on a station called Soka 919 FM. Okay. And I, I had Iwa up the whole night because I asked a question. Uh-huh. I came on the show with his deceased nephew now. And I asked a question when they locked me on into the overnight school show, whatever yes, it was. Yes, yes. And I said, can you tell me what's the biggest fish in the sea? Hmm, interesting. You know? But before the show concludes, I will give you the answer. Damn time, 
uh, flash drive that now come yes, out. Yeah, yeah. But you have yeah. a pen drive with one gigabyte yeah, of space, you're yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. Yeah, you have yeah. it wrong in your neck, and anybody yeah, watching it. Hmm, you get that, boy? <laughs> you're holding that yeah, three yeah, songs yeah. on it, and you're bad. So, them things that now come out now. Uh-huh. And I, you could, now, if I ask that question, you could go up on the internet and you could find it. Yeah. Now, I ask the question, and I came here and I asked the same question, and I catch people the same way. Uh-huh. So, when people ask them the biggest fish, I remember I was saying to me, he waited up until three o'clock in the morning. To know, okay. to find out what is the biggest fish in the sea because people give me all kind of answers. They tell me whale, this, and I was saying I didn't ask you the biggest mammal. I said the biggest fish. No, a you, whale no, is a mammal. Have me in, 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 interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it tells that the question is still yeah, valid. Exactly. And I'm talking. I got my job on radio first time back in 2006. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How much years ago? Right? I said, what, what, what they did? Yeah, I really yeah, as yeah, I in this yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah. So we understand the science. And the biggest fish in the sea, for those of you who don't know as yet, mm. it's called a whale shark. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a whale shark. The, sh- the whale shark is a fish. You see, the fins, uh-huh. the, the fin to the back uh-huh. will tell you the difference. A fish is like this, uh-huh. a mammal is always vertical. Oh, because I was going to ask you the difference. Horizontal, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The mammal is horizontal. Yeah, so yeah. if you look at a dolphin, yeah, a whale, yeah. their, their tails are horizontal. So I learned something. And then anything that's vertical, yeah. you know that's a fish. Mm. So that is the difference. Yeah. So it's a whale shark. So oh. the shark part, you know, whale being in size and mouth, big yes, mouth, yes, 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 but yes. it's a fish. fish, it's, a fish it's the yeah. biggest fish in the sea. The biggest mammal we have is the whale. Yeah, the whale I mean, is a mammal. I mean, a lot of us, air. a lot of us had to go through. So, um, it, yeah. so the point is, right. So you working for six months, many persons who start off in this industry will tell you, they put in the hard work. They put in the work. They work free take abuse mm-hmm. you know and they build their name and was able to move and from one station to the next and actually build their self their selves yeah. and build their confidence and able to hold an audience like, yeah you know like you said today we take we real funny we take this thing and make it laugh yeah. but my job really in interviewing you this afternoon is to not just have you here for one show yeah so i have a script here yeah yeah but I need you next week again. <laughs> let's you. talk food again. There you go. This is this, let's bring back this this guy. Yeah. Because you have categorically made it very clear the definition between a cook and a chef. Yeah. I am now understanding now. We have a few minutes still to go. Executive, sous chef, banquet chef. What's the other one? Oh, let's have station chef. Station chef. Yeah, station chef. Walk me through now. Give me the different chefs. Which one does cook? Which one actually go and, and pull up the walk? A sorted cook. The sauté cook sorte is... Cook. So you're, you're in charge of sauté station. Sauté station is the station that you probably have about six or ten burners and you have those little frying pans and you see the little flames going on. They may have an oven underneath that. They may have a grill on top of that. All right, so that's a sauté cook. That's sauté station. So that's a cook or a chef? That's a cook. That's a cook. Now, now, here's the difference in it. That station may have three cooks. And um, because a chef... Actually, actually, let me categorize it a little, a little bit. You're really not a chef until you're running a station. And a station usually have three or more persons. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to be supervising at least three persons, let me say two persons, to be called a chef. Oh. Right? So that's really that's really the difference there because, uh, because you're running a station. So now you have in a let's say a breakdown and in a restaurant, like you're watching Hell's Kitchen, basic mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen, and you see Gordon Ramsay he's standing there and he's calling out orders. Right? That's a job in itself. That's an expediter. Yes, that is called an expediter. So that person who is commanding, because that person actually commands the brigade, and a, and a kitchen is made up, I call it a brigade, yeah, it because is. every station is a brigade. Right. So um, so you have a sorte station, you have the grill station, you have the soup station, you have the galmagee station, who is actually galmagee's little fine, um, doing the fine pieces to finish the food. Okay. All right. So you have the expediter who is standing behind, and he's actually giving the command. Okay, four, four rotisserie chicken just come in. One halibut two now come in, and he's just shouting orders, and everybody's trying. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. And you have to really say yes, chef is a way of respect. And um, I remember coming up in my time mm-hmm. um, to be called a chef, especially um, as a black man. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, they're not. They're not calling me that for nothing. They're not calling, and they were. Strange enough, they were calling the foreigners a chef. One of the reasons why I kind of left Trinidad is because of that. The lack of respect. The lack of respect. And I remember going away and I have cooked for a lot of celebrities. The same one of the restaurants. Well, I, I, I saw the repertoire. I, w- yeah. I would like to hear some of the yeah. celebrities. But before we get to that, tell me about the, when you went away. Yeah, so um, I, one of the restaurants was called Chalk Point Kitchen. And Chalk Point Kitchen is a farm-to-table kitchen. When I say farm-to-table, we make the menu on the spot. Actually, we're making the menu, we're going to the market. And we see stuff and we're making up the menu. Reach back to the restaurant. We have a five minutes powwow. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. 
and we email the menu only to celebrities and that menu is done in about 20 minutes and we're coming up with strange different stuff now you, you have to remember once you learn your fundamentals I remember doing competition in Trinidad. We do a lot of comp- hotel school used to do a lot of competition. We have something called a mystery basket. Mystery basket is you don't know what you're getting. They give you a basket of food and you have to make food in that basket. The chop, the, the, the chopping block or the yeah, chop. Yeah, right, they right, have right, that right. mystery so, yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So more, more or less the same concept. All right. So I've lived my life with that same con- concept. Not never knowing what you're going to get. So you're not preparing anything you're not in your head. Anything when in you head. get there, what's available what's is what available. you're going to work exactly. with. Exactly. But you have to know your fundamentals to do that because if you, that's what I remember. I started saying that a chef have a hundred different ways to prepare something, and then you have to know your taste of the world because if you don't know what a Mexican taste is like and try, and you try to try to stick authentic to that, or you don't know what 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 Greek Greek food is, you have to stick authentic to that as well. All right, so in Trinidad, we, we have mostly we call fusion. We try to mix different cultures with our own because not a lot of people understand different culture the way they eat. True. You know, like in Mexico, they do corn. They do a, a roast corn. They put mayo and Parmesan cheese and Tabasco. And the first time I see that, I say, what the hell is this? Mayo mm. and a corn? But when I bite into it, I say, oh, man. All your paws raised. Yeah. Simple thing as a hot dog. Hot dog with potato salad. You believe that? What? Uh, uh, yeah, hot dog with it. And when you bite into that thing, we are custom with coleslaw. Well, yeah, 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 oh, oh, yeah chop up thing. Yeah, 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 and we are custom with coleslaw. And I was, I was, I'll chuck this in and say, I think our culture, especially, I'm gonna say, it, black women, we eat, we, we, we kind of just always say, I don't like to really cook for them too much because before they can say, that's our, I don't like that, I don't like too much. That's how we eat. So we don't, and then we train our children to eat the same way. We're not adventurous mm. in, in the restaurants. I say most of the men when they come, they only want to eat chicken. Most of the women when they come, they only know about shrimps. But what what would you recommend when we come? Well, our chef or our executive chef will go and bring things from all over the world for you to eat, and this, you're still not going to buy it. You're still not going to eat it. So we end up as chefs in Trinidad. We end up trying to do fusion and try to keep it as basic as possible you go somewhere you always you get accent for mixed veg you get pumpkin in the mixed veg but that's not mixed veg and we have the the i remember long ago um when we were learning uh, you, you make a mixed veg and it's supposed supposed to be avente avente mean firm to the bite now people palettes has changed so much you can't even cook it like that you have to cook your mixed veg really soft and sappy hmm. because that's the flavor that we you know our parents had brought down to us and and stuff like that so it's quite, it's quite interesting how um how we eat food now and how food has actually evolved from then to now. I'm kind of happy how street food now is evolving. Street food is taking over, boy. Yeah. It's almost as though people aren't cooking anymore yeah, at, home, I'm, at I'm, home. I'm actually happy because a lot of stuff five, ten years ago I wanted to bring to Trinidad and try. I've seen people are now doing it. For example? Yeah. Um, things like um, taco, taco milk yeah, and all these different yeah, things that yeah. they're doing now. I remember... Um, um, even um food in bowls you know they have the mexican food now they're doing in bowls with piti de gallo and rice like a rice bowl rice and all these different stuff so it's it, it's it's amazing how because of food channel and people are traveling more so they're able to now open up and bring in and and um a lot of people now even when in my restaurant i did a sweet potato salad no meal and with a, a, a lemon lemon vinaigrette you know um, and people like most of the time I have to sometimes trick or force people in, 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 in trying something new you know I did a tiki chicken a tiki chicken and I was my, my, one of my staff saying I don't, tell, I don't know if they're going to eat it tiki chicken is a curry chicken but I can't tell them curry chicken because if I only say curry chicken we expect curry to be one particular way wow. and this chicken actually have tomato sauce and a, a turmeric saffron so how do I trick people to, to really eat it actually they asked me now to, to do it all over again you know, so it's amazing now that I have the chance and the opportunity now to cook what, um, to, to make the food that 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 is selling all over the world, and our culture now is really embracing it. Yeah, our culture now is really embracing it. So it's really, really, I'm really, really happy to say that. I'm really, really happy to say that. And the tiki chicken has really has taken off. Today well, I did a basic. Uh, today I did did a basic uh, potato salad, orange chicken and um i'm selling rice but orange chicken is i beside marinating it forever i did an orange um and baking it in an orange sauce i actually did an orange chow on top of it you know so it was you know things like that you had to think outside the box oh they're mouth watering outside eh listen <laughs> i i i know barbecue chicken and the, and the grill i know the one that you just bake in the oven with barbecue sauce i know uh curry chicken stew chicken 
and uh, when I go to eat out, I may order lemon chicken. Oh, OMG, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, like five chicken are cold, right? And uh, yeah. Yeah. Like last week, I was um, I was gonna cook lentil peas, and I said, okay, yeah, lentil peas. I don't want to cook lentil peas. Okay, but I have to cook lentil peas, and um, I did lentil peas with baked chicken and um, Spanish rice and a pickled cabbage. Because you know, the reason why I cook, I'm gonna let out my secret. The reason why I cook pickled cabbage because my supplier sent too much pickles, um, too much red cabbage for me. So how am I going to do this? And I can't just do it in a way that 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 people um they say pickled i don't know what is pickled cabbage i don't know but actually actually when i cook it god every time i do something i already thinking about the meal and how everything is going to blend with each other and actually when i did did the pickled cabbage everybody came back and said oh my god i love it so much and a pickled red cabbage i mean outside they do that all the time you know but actually i was surprised how it it, it, it's so good even with the lentil peas well you know um, it's a burning question though. A lot of persons would leave Trinidad and Tobago for betterment outside, mm-hmm. saying that the US and a person not as successful as yourself. Manhattan, Long Island, Brooklyn <laughs> and New Jersey. New Jersey. There's another one, there's another uh, one. Yeah, that's it. I, I spent some time in Georgia too. And in Georgia, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. there were those I mean, how does one leave that US market and find themselves back in Trinidad, knowing the reasons why they left here? Is it that somebody whispering here and said, brother, change has happened? There was always a call to come back. I didn't actually go to stay. I actually went to go to culinary school, to be honest. And I actually overstayed my time because once you're there, you, you know, you find so many different things. And most people don't want to come back. I mean, it was really, uh, I had to dig deep to come back. And um, I'm glad that I am here now because now I've realized I, I've chosen the right time to come back um post pandemic yeah mm-hmm. post pandemic exactly mm-hmm. and um and i am actually now starting to understand the flavors and why it is i actually left any food because actually be, trying to be a chef remember i told you the, the chef said the, the instructor told me in the early six ten years and you have to travel you cannot really be a chef and just stick in one country you can't really? be a chef and stick in one restaurant you can't be a chef and stick in one hotel but the world is your oyster so even if you get a job and okay you when you enter the realm of cooking and you want to be in the food industry it and you you go to uh are you going in all right a person as qualified as yourself will be hired as an executive chef yeah. uh, at, 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 at that level uh-huh. but on the entry what are you called are you called a water cook when you get in like for yourself you're hiring staff you are yeah, an executive chef yeah at your restaurant but do you hire cooks prep cooks most of the time your client is assistant as a prep cook so, so all you're doing is prepping so you actually cook now i cook now yeah i don't re- yeah i cook now but I, when i started as i told you i started cleaning stoves right no yeah, when so i what? when i say that i i mean when you was in the u.s uh oh, and, and, US. You, and you graduated through the levels um no i started as a as a chef because I came from Trinidad, remember, I, uh, I was working at Hilton. Hilton, right. So you, you entered from, as yeah, a chef. I, I entered so, at a different level. So at that level, you're not really the one that's actually on the burner cooking the food. Yes and no, because remember, I came from Trinidad without, a, without any kind of um, nobody knowing me. So even though I entered as a chef, I still had to to, 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 to prove to yourself. Prove myself. I went to culinary school, but I still had to prove myself. So you still had to go on the grill, yeah, go on and the grill, cook. go on and cook as hard as but and harder than anybody else. I remember one one of my old managers said, "Boy, because I was working a lot of Mexicans," and he said, "Boy, you have to work harder than them. You have to." And and I understand it. Even even today, I still have that 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 philosophy. No matter where I go, nobody could outwork me, mm-hmm. outshine me because. The, again, the, and that's why being an executive chef, and that's why you see television at Gordon Ramsay and it is yelling, because you can't just go in and say as a chef. Remember, I remember somebody saying once, food is the easiest way you could kill someone. When I say that, because if you don't prepare it right, yeah. you don't prep it right, and you don't do it right, you have to understand the flavors that you're dealing with. You understand if you saute, if you even cut in a sweet pepper, you're gonna cut it right side up or right side down. What? Yeah. A lot of people cut, cut it right side down, which means the inner side is facing down, and they squeeze the sweet pepper. Once you squeeze that sweet pepper, the juices started coming out. Then they go, they cut it up and they put it in rice. Once the juices start coming out, that's how it's the sweet pepper. You have to have a sharp knife. You're cutting onions and your eyes are running. Why your eyes are running? Your knife dull. It's squeezing the juices out. You have to protect your vegetables. Your vegetables are your most important thing. Wait, 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 wait. It have a, it have a right. And a wrong way to cut a sweet pepper. Yes. 
you just don't take a sweet pepper and just and you don't wash inside it. A lot of people washing it and yeah, you washing, wash it. Where you washing all this sweet pepper for? You tell me. Again, most of the time we were taught this way. We are taught this way. So yeah, you could wash out the outside. Right, yeah, once yeah. you wash the outside out and yep. then you don't have to wash the inside. When you inside. cut it. Yeah, that's whatever it. is in there you need. It, yeah, that, you need that's, yeah, that's it. Take out your seed and you go and once you cut it, cut it from the inside from you know you have it face up. Face so up. It's, yeah, it's like a seed and you, you start cutting. You not know, down. Not down because once it's down, you squeeze the juices and once those juices started coming out, then the enzymes started coming out in it and then it sours the food. So that's what sours the food. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that one of the reasons that sours the food. If you're sorting, you don't sort it right as well. You sweat it. Uh, we call it sweating or sorting. You don't sort it right. It's it sours the food. A lot of people. I don't want sweet pepper in it because it didn't prep properly. And the same thing goes for for, for pimentos and stuff. Take out your seed and you cut it with a sharp knife. You know, but um, that, wow. that's a technique in itself that, you know, after years, you would of, learn. You would learn you Tell know. me about the onions. So if you cut the onions the correct way. Yeah, if you cut the onions the correct way. You I don't mean, get that running. You don't get that. You're not supposed to. So the moment that you start getting that, that burning eye, yeah, it uh, means that the utensil you're using. Yeah, the utensil you're using is not sharp enough. Once you have a sh- very sharp knife. It goes through. It goes through. through. You shouldn't have that problem. But again, most homes don't have a professional uh, chef knife. You know, that, that professional chef knife is mostly done in the industry by us. So yeah, you would yeah. have that type of burning ex- experience. But again, you only cut in one onion, so you shouldn't have that. When you're talking about cutting a whole bag of onion, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. so you have to make sure your knife sharp. One of the fundamentals of Kitchen 101, sharp knife. No knives in sink. Those are the two fundamentals. My wife hates to use sharp, sharp knives. Yeah, but, but a dull knife, you get cut faster because it slips. You have to use a sharp knife because a lot of the much cuts I get because of a dull knife, I learned the hard way. And a lot of people don't like sharp knife because they think it's too sharp. But once it's sharp, it goes right through. If it's dull, it slips. And once that slip, you cut in a carrot. And sometimes you cut a carrot, you have to cut off the face of the carrot, put it on the table properly from that face so it doesn't move. And then you start cutting your carrot. Same thing with onion. You cut the head off, you cut the next head off, you cut it in half, you put it face down. And then you start dicing accordingly so these are basic basic uh, fundamental things that that are mistake it might be basic sir but a lot of persons somebody just sent us that it's a very inspiring motivational educational show that we are conducting here this afternoon so they are loving this i mean i i mean with all the jokes we made this afternoon all the talk we still got the source of what we're looking for which is you know so i mean you're in trinidad we wrapping up, but uh-huh. I'm not. I even touch everything I want to touch because <laughs> I want my producers of the show to bring you on with me next week Tuesday. I want every Tuesday for us to do a different menu. Yeah, yeah. And let's take a call. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, you're making me feel hungry. <laughs> you telling me? You know, I agree with the chef there. A sharp knife solve all the problem in the kitchen. Yeah. Right, Davy. Tell me. B- before I leave, can you give me number to get you outside? Um, if you send me a WhatsApp, I'll WhatsApp you my number. Yes, send me a WhatsApp on the on the message board here three zero six one zero six five two zero three three zero six three zero six one zero six five. Thank you very much. So send me a WhatsApp on that, and I will respond to you with my number. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. You're welcome. And of course, if you have any questions for the chef before he leaves and departs us here this afternoon, because we are heading towards the close of the show, 627-3223 and 625-2257. I want to ask you now, uh-huh. tell me about your restaurant. This restaurant is known as um, Patience Patience uh-huh. and Rush Restaurant. Now, what what is Patience and Rush? Uh, that is opposites, right? Yeah, total opposites. Have a little patience, but rush in the but same breath. You know, it's like time. it's like we Trinidadians. They say, I remember I was in the US sometime, yeah. and my cousin invited me to the to a club called Love Liquid or club some Love Liquid something. Like uh-huh. And uh, I said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I came outside, it was freezing. I was cold. Uh-huh. So I said, you know what? Yeah, we're going on. Uh-huh. I not going again. Uh-huh. She said to me, what What do you mean you're not going again? I said, nah, nah, I came up, I ain't going. She said, but you've never been there. How could you say you're not going again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you've never been. So, and I, I, I can realize the fact that we should and say, you know, let me go down the road by that man. You know, yeah, you've yeah, never yeah, been there before. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. I ain't going again. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. But you never went. You never and then we tell, you, we, we tell you, climb up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then we bold face and we say, climb back down now. Yeah, so we yeah. tell you, climb and down. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear patience and rush, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be getting a call. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, good day. Good day, welcome. Hi, I'm present day. Um, 
I just wanted to, I just wanted to, um, you know, provide a a a, a first hand experience, for, you know, Mr. Spencer. Awesome. So, um, you know, we, I, I, I work in the Port of Spain area. Um, Sean, jo- Joshua here, by the way. Yeah, Sean. Uh, I have been extremely busy taking orders from the guys at work, and the feedback has been absolutely amazing. And I just wanted to call and, you know, just let you know, because I know I've been telling you the feedback was really good. Yeah. So the food, I mean, it, it, it's exquisite. It's it's as if you're going to a restaurant and picking up on the go. And, um, you know, it, it really has been something special. Patience and rush. So, you know, I just want to... Yeah, so, so and, and also the information that was shared as well. I mean, even my wife, you know, she, she, mm. she, she kind of laughed at the fact that, you know, the adult knife, you know, makes all these different people. So, um, um, thanks for the great tips, um, Sean, and keep up the good work, man. All right, awesome. thank you very much for your call. Six two seven three two two three and six two five two two five seven. We chatting with. So tell me about the restaurant before you go, because um, we are on the close of the show here coming up. So tell me about Rush, yeah, yeah. and patience, patience and Rush. The name where it came from. And yeah, patience and Rush. My partner had a restaurant before named Patience, and um, I remember asking him when we um why why patience. He said people have to understand that good food takes time. Wow. Pause there. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Yes, I just want to say um, congrats to, to Chef Sean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from the HLA ICC team, you mm-hmm. know, we, 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 we have been partaking almost every single day and the food <laughs> is great. Good. You know, okay. we, we hope that you keep up with that consistency. Okay. Well, I, well, I had to come, boy. <laughs> we're talking I had to come. Thank you very much for your <laughs> call, you. man. 6273223. So, patience. patience Good yeah. food takes yeah. patience. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a rush. And he's patience, and I'm the rush. Because actually, um, because of the experiences, I could kind of foresee um, the, uh, three, four hours ahead. So when I see five, six customers are lining up, I'm ready to rush. I'm ready to go. I put a bandana on and let's go. Game time on, baby. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's where the name comes from. He's patience and I'm rush. So because even though you stand up outside and you you tapping your fingers, you don't know what's going on behind yeah, you. Yeah, you just really, Yeah, you there. And you don't know the team and what uh, probably six hours before, on the night before, people was actually putting things together. So that's where the name wow. comes from. Yeah. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome. Yeah. The short sister. I just want to, <laughs> you know, send out some words of encouragement for her, for him. Uh-huh. You know, he has been doing so well. He has come from such a long way. Yes. And I just wanted to call to tell him, bro, I'm very proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. And this is really, really a wonderful interview. So I'm really, I'm really... I really enjoyed. Oh, so, so did, did I do a good job in interviewing Sean? <laughs> of course you did. You My did. gosh. Fantastic job. Thank oh. you. I was wondering. I was wondering. With all the comic no. involved, I was wondering. Even though I may not be a chef. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilly, a cook. I would be a cook. <laughs> you can cook. You can cook. You can cut an onion. You can slice tomato. All right, go with that. Don't try to gain the chef role at all. Awesome. awesome. You, you put us in our place there. Yeah, he's coming back. Awesome. He's coming back. But sure, we're going to deal with some, some different menus. All right? Okay, so, wonderful. much Bye. love coming from your sis. Nice. 6273223. We want to thank everybody for this. Somebody say, God bless your parents. Say it big. You know, and another <laughs> one says, Chef Sean, I am so impressed with you. Great show. Listen. Yeah. It was a wonderful experience. So, um, when we come back next week, let's yeah. talk about patience and rush's menu awesome. let's talk about how you come up with the menu yeah, uh, what yeah, do you do yeah. day to day yeah. is it special days for different things, things or do yeah. you cook off the top of your head yeah. did you create these let's yeah, get yeah, yeah, deeper yeah, yeah, into yeah. sean yeah. and find out what sean spencer is about the double s boy yeah <laughs> the double s boy yeah actually it's sean martin spencer s so it's sms uh, uh, there you go we done, we done, we done, we done with that. I wonder if them people from that company they take your thing, boy. Where is that? I wonder if them people, why they going on? All right, all right. So, guys, it has been a wonderful experience here with Sean um, Martin Spencer. All right, so SMS will hopefully join us next week. Um, yeah, no, 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 you come back, you come back. And when he comes next week, yeah, nah. the security will leg with the dog if he don't work with a menu oh, for me. Yeah, yeah. I taste of something. Yeah, bring eh? some wings with so, man. <laughs> a big man like me coming out. Yeah. That'd be some kind of awesome wing. I'd ask you, you want Gova, Tambran, or Sticky Barbecue? Chili wings. 
I never had guava and tamarind wings. So. Yeah, guava wings, tamarind wings, sticky uh, barbecue. That, the, the barbecue thing, nah, and chili, nah. Yeah. I, I would take something different. Right. You know, but um, definitely, uh, Sean, I, I want to thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to tell you, I really understand. Because I thought all chefs cook. They go to the kitchen and they, they're, the, they're the masters, they're the ones, mm-hmm. and everybody else. I did not know. That levels. the chefs have different stages and levels, and they're the shot callers. Yeah, there are different levels to this. A lot of different levels. So in your restaurant, you actually... I am actually cooking. I'm actually cooking. You're calling the shots? Yeah, calling the shots and I'm cooking. You're, you're, you're checking the inventory. Yeah, there you go. Finances, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Hiring everything. and firing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hands-on. And it's not a big restaurant. So mm-hmm. it's like we, we're kind of small. So it's not a really large restaurant. And I've trained all stations and I've traveled so much. So I enjoy cooking. You know, because I um, cooking out actually, it, it comes from your soul. Yeah. And you, you just can't put out any anything. Because I was not going to ask you, is it that anyone you think can learn to be a cook? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why I asked that. You had to have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I remember that I was in flight school and there was this one guy. His parents were rich, yeah. so they paid for the entire course. When I did my pilot's license back then, it was 45000 If you're successful throughout yeah, your flights, yeah. you'll, you should be able to cover the entire course in $45,000. Yeah. But his parents come in a day and pay the whole forty five. They pay fifty. Yeah, yeah. After his second flight and vomiting, uh-huh. he had to leave the school. This serious? Dead serious. Because your first day in flight school, whenever you join flight school, it's not ground school. When you go to the flight school, your first day in class is in the sky. Your first three hours in class uh-huh. is in the sky. By your fourth hour, uh-huh. you will be in the ground school. You'll be in classroom. But okay. your first day, you go to class, they take you for your hour flight, you come yeah. back. You go home. Next day, you come to class, whatever. Your first three sessions will be flying. And yeah, then your yeah, fourth yeah, yeah. Session, session, because when they start to talk to you, you have experience. by that time, you would know. Because if they give you everything wrong and then they put you in the sky, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's true. a different that's experience. That's so different they get experience. that first. Yeah. first. And if you could succeed, so, that's right. Then you're good. Then you're and he vomiting, pass out. You like it, but you don't like him. <laughs> so, he loved it, but he didn't yeah, love not, it. Not so I guess yeah. it's the same thing with yeah. cooking. Yeah, yeah, you have to love it. You have to. You because have to. as you say, you could kill people. And you have to, and that have to actually like, like you too, because well, you could like it and... Uh, look how hard you try. Yeah, I don't know if I could squeeze this last, go ahead, last go story. Go ahead, make your last thing. I got a job um, younger in, in my young apprentice days and I was mm. overzealous. And I remember this guy contacted me and I think he t- contacted me two days before the function and actually it was an independence function and mm. to, um, to cook for the nurses and fire firemen. I think it was 3,000 people. And everybody I asked to help me on this job, everybody turned me down. And I decided I'm still going to do this job. And I set up whole night cooking for, the, for, 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 for them. And after box all the food, I talk about 3,000 um, boxes. At 11 o'clock, they came back and tell me all the food spoiled. Yeah, I got sick. I literally got sick. So then I started understanding there's a process. There's a way of doing things, you know, and you can't rush it because a lot of people out there cooking. I remember I went to, um, to buy some doubles. Mm. And while standing on the doubles, I started looking around and then I looked down to the guy's foot and he got the little two outside. Uh, when I started looking at other stuff, now I started looking at the box. I started looking at I, I saw, I saw the box. I get a mildew. It had, I still bought the doubles, but I didn't eat it. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Mm. So the, you had to look around a little bit. You know, at my restaurant, I have my doors open, and you can see right down in the kitchen. One of the restaurants have the same farm to table. Before you come into the restaurant, you uh-huh. have to pass through the kitchen. I remember somebody say, "Spencer, look around." When I look around, Robert De Niro was behind me. I, I, before you go, yeah. there's the last question. Tell me some of these celebrities that you would have um, encountered. Robert De Niro, um, Jamie Foxx, um, Rihanna, Wendy Williams. Um, I almost did Beyonce um, birthday, but the storm came, so they cancelled. We had to sign up a waiver to make sure that we don't take pictures and talk. That, and, most, but, and most celebrities, actually, when they come to the restaurant, you can't, really t- you can't take pictures. Because yeah, they, this person want to talk to you yeah, real bad. Hello, yeah. good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. Baby. Tell me. That man just say uh, buy the doubles and eat it. Yeah. Because the man whereabouts. Or yeah, 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 yeah. He still. No, I agree with that. But I'm asking the question today. Mm-hmm. Where are the food sanitary inspectors? Oh gosh. Like they just only work eight to four. They're supposed to work from five o'clock in the morning. It's supposed to be a wrong the clock thing. Remember, food are selling all hours at the night. So exactly. you supposed they're so supposed to be working a shift system. Inspectors, not to dress up in jacket and tie. And yeah, it's long enough. No, you're correct. You're yeah, correct. Yeah. And visit restaurants that schedule timing. Not you're correct. Restaurants alone, you have plenty side bed now. That's like right. Making a dollar, eh? That's right. 
but the right must be the right and the wrong is wrong staying the wrong yeah well said thank you very much where is mm. it food and food, um, the food, the food, the, the sanitary vendors, sanitary the um, inspectors. inspectors, the food inspectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I mean, said. The, we, the public, need to take a stance too. If I mean, if the man might be your best friend, hmm. but you need to tell them, well, look, boy, you know, your appearance. Yeah. Presentably, you know. No, well, that doubles vendor he talking about. That wasn't his friend, you know. He no, don't no, know the person, you know. He stopped together. Allow the thing to pass. Well, the doubles vendor or any vendor. No, in these friend. times we're living in. To tell somebody something, yeah. you could end up crossing yeah, them. And end up in trouble, I know yeah, that. so sometimes, yeah. boy. Yeah. That's that's it, eh, boy. Because who is you? You know, yeah. and and not a song racist, but a, yeah. a, a black man telling a, a woman. It, it, all different things. You, you sort of, you're so like yeah, yeah. You gotta be real yeah, cautious yeah, and careful, careful of what you say. Neutral person is the sanitary inspector. Of course. Who's supposed to be there twenty four seven, looking after the people's health at any given time any given time well said and of course on thursday we'll revisit that i'm going to talk about that mm. remind me right. all right thank you very much and caller that's all the time we have on the program this afternoon so chef spencer in closing anything we can uh you want to tell the people uh, as an entrepreneur to give up on your dreams <laughs> yeah i mean i mean obviously no one wants to give up on their dream no right? one. your dream is the only thing that you have and you was put on this earth for, for for your dream and your talents and you have to find a way to let your talent come out and everybody have it right and visit me at patience and rush on 19 sackville street 19 sackville street port of spain oh, awesome. folks they say love at first sight is often cured by a second look but once you fall in love with davy and now spencer on freedom 106.5 <laughs> fm you will never ever 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 have to look again until the next one when you miss me, I'm gone. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.